the sitting room to meet clients. I am selfish, private, and easily bored. Will this be a problem? I smiled, and I shook my head and extended my hand. We shook on it. The rooms he had found for us in Baker Street were more than adequate for two bachelors. I bore in mind all my friend had said about his desire for privacy, and I forbore from asking what it was he did for a living. Still, there was much to pique my curiosity. Visitors would arrive at all hours, and when they did, I would leave the sitting room and repair to my bedroom, pondering what they could have in common with my friend, the pale woman with one eye bone white, the small man who looked like a commercial traveller, the portly dandy in his velvet jacket, and the rest. Some were frequent visitors. Many others came only once, spoke to him and left, looking troubled or looking satisfied. He was a mystery to me. We were partaking of one of our landlady's magnificent breakfasts one morning when my friend rang the bell to summon that good lady. Uh, There will be a gentleman joining us in about four minutes, he said. We will need another place at table. Very good, she said. I'll put more sausages under the grill. My friend returned to perusing his morning paper. I waited for an explanation with growing impatience. Finally, I could stand it no longer. I don't understand. How could you know that in four minutes we would be receiving a visitor? There was no telegram, no message of any kind. He smiled thinly. You did not hear the clatter of a brougham several minutes ago. It slowed as it passed us, obviously as the driver identified our door. Then it sped up and went past, up into the Marylebone Road. There's a crush of carriages and taxicabs letting off passengers at the railway station and at the waxworks, and it is in that crush that anyone wishing to alight without being observed will go. The walk from there to here is but four minutes. He glanced at his pocket watch, and as he did so, I heard a tread on the stairs outside. Come in, Lestrade, he called. The door is ajar, and your sausages are just coming out from under the grill. The man I took to be Lestrade opened the door then closed it carefully behind him. I should not, he said, but truth to tell, I have not had a chance to break my fast this morning, and I could certainly do justice to a few of those sausages. He was the small man I had observed on several occasions previously, whose demeanour was that of a traveller in rubber novelties or patent nostrums. My friend waited until our landlady had left the room before he said, Obviously, I take it, this is a matter of national importance. "'My stars,' said Lestrade, and he paled. "'Surely the word cannot be out already. Tell me it is not.' He began to pile his plate high with sausages, kipper fillets, kedgery and toast. But his hands shook a little. "'Of course not,' said my friend. "'I know the squeak of your brown wheels, though, after all this time, an oscillating G-sharp above high C. And if Inspector Lestrade of Scotland Yard cannot publicly be seen to come into the parlour of London's only consulting detective, yet comes anyway, and without having had his breakfast, then I know that this is not a routine case. Ergo, it involves those above us, and is a matter of national importance. Lestrade dabbed egg yolk from his chin with his napkin. I stared at him. He did not look like my idea of a police inspector, but then my friend looked little enough like my idea of a consulting detective, whatever that might be. Perhaps we should discuss the matter privately, Lestrade said, glancing at me. My friend began to smile impishly, and his head moved on his shoulders as it did when he was enjoying a private joke. Nonsense, he said. Two heads are better than one, and what is said to one of us 
is said to us both. If I am intruding, I said gruffly, but he motioned me to silence. Lestrade shrugged. It's all the same to me, he said, after a moment. If you solve the case, then I have my job. If you don't, then I have no job. You use your methods, that's what I say. It can't make things any worse. If there's one thing that a study of history has taught us, it is that things can always get worse, said my friend. When do we go to Shoreditch? Lestrade dropped his fork. This is too bad, he exclaimed. Here you were making sport of me when you know all about the matter. You should be ashamed. No one has told me anything of the matter. When a police inspector walks into my room with fresh splashes of mud of that peculiar mustard yellow hue on his boots and trouser legs, I can surely be forgiven for presuming that he has recently walked past the diggings at Hobbs Lane in Shoreditch, which is the only place in London that particular mustard-coloured clay seems to be found. Inspector